0: I would like to continue part two of the New Year's message for 2019 and the emphasis in this section is on what God is doing. Let's begin with the understanding that God knows the end of every matter from the beginning. So when He launches something, there is no uncertainty as to the success of that thing. When God created man, humankind, He set in motion a thing that He knew of which, regarding which He knew the end from the beginning. So it begs the question, Why did God create man? Because that's what is going to be unfolding in a unique fashion in 2019. In 2018, what we saw was God cleaning off the dross, things that had arisen and asserted itself as if it's the truth and had done so for decades, one might even say for more than a millennium, false notions of God, things that shocked the conscience and uh, distorted in an unrecognizable fashion what God intended to do. There is no coming back from that abyss. Uh, God is actually, by turning up the heat, causing the dross that is in the metal to come to the surface because He's refining the thing that He's doing in the earth. So when we see the perversion of religion, whether in the historic and Roman church, or the newer versions the evangelical church what we are although we are shocked by what we see god is not shocked nor is this new or or a new insert this was embedded in the very structure in the elemental structure of these religions because they were bo- they were born out of lies and deception, distortions of the truth. The fact that the times have brought such scrutiny to them is simply the process of the refiner's fire causing the dross inserted into the notions of what God wants and what God is doing to be released. It's impossible for these coalitions of, of partial truths with the intent to deceive and lying spirits, it's, it's impossible for them to remain uh, coalesced and continuing to be presented as if this is from God because God will turn up the heat, as He has. It's not the enemy, as some have alleged, that's doing this, it's God because God intends to release the truth from the capture of falsehoods. That's what He's doing. And every person, it's not just institutions that are being shaken, institutions, one might argue, are being shaken because every person, who names the name of God is being shaken. So if you're a member of an evangelical church, it's not just that the structure is being shaken, in fact there's really nothing to shake if you're talking about the structure because the structure consists of people who have agreed to flow together or to be formed together in such a fashion as that. I mean, if you ask what is the Baptist Church, it's not a set of um, creeds. It's people who have it's people people who have agreed to certain belief structures. If you ask what is the Roman Church, it's not buildings and you know cathedrals and uh, and the way the priests dress. It's not that. It's a it's a people who have agreed to a certain set of norms so not only are the so the institutions themselves inevitably are shaken as people are shaken in fact there's really no way to shake the institution without shaking the people because the institutions are essentially legal fictions So in the Roman church, everyone from the Pope down in their hierarchy is being shaken, profoundly so. And in the evangelical church, all of the various configurations of that are being shaken because the leaders are being shaken inasmuch as the leaders have led and the people have followed in a certain direction, and that direction has been political, placing its faith in the politics and finances of a nation. So it's, it's going to be shaken. And if we understand the dealings of God, really we shouldn't be surprised at all that these things are being shaken. The surprise is that we don't know God. Now, God doesn't shake things just for fun. Noise is shaking uh, whenever he takes a notion to. When when things reach their fullness, that's when God deals with them. And the shaking is the uncontrovertible sign that things have reached their apogee. Belief systems and people's people who manage these systems and people who believe in these systems are being shaken. I read an article the other day about how uh, Roman Catholics are extremely angry and many are losing their faith because of the the scandals that have rocked that institution. Um, It's no secret that Millennials, and in general young people, aren't attending the church of their parents, in evangelical circles even. Um, It's not that they don't have an interest in God, it's that they don't have an interest in that presentation of God. Now, you know, it's easy enough to shoot the messenger. I understand that. And, um, you know, speaking as plainly as I am, Perhaps there is some hope that people will will be honest with themselves be truthful there's nothing quite like intentional self delusion you can't find your way out of the darkness when you don't want it to be anything but dark if you're stumbling around in the darkness but you you decide that it's preferable to turning on the light, and no one can do anything for you. But obviously, not everyone is like that. Now, so it, bring, it brings back to the fore the question what has God known from the beginning that He's now continuing to do? I want to read from the book of Ephesians. and and by the way, I intend to produce a series of messages on the book of Ephesians because I'm currently studying it um, in great depth. The apostle Paul, writing to the Ephesians says, "'Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ.' for God chose us in Christ before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will to the praise of His glorious grace which He has given to us in the one He loves. I want to pause there, although going forward from here uh, he expands on these enormously important truths. First is, before the creation of the world, that is, before God created the heavens and the earth. So it's, it's before in terms of time, before He created the heavens and the earth, before God said, let there be light. Before that, He destined us, predestined us to be sons of God through the process of adoption within the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the word before also means in a priority of arrangement. So not only in the sequence of time in a temporal sense, in a sense as it relates to uh, chronology, but also god placed us before creation so that all creation was established to receive and to accommodate us which is why the scriptures would say what shall it profit a man if he should lose if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul or What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? It's saying that nothing in creation is more valuable than a human being to God. In recent times, I have watched as religious leaders- political leaders do not not bother me in that sense- when they articulate things that do not represent the standards of God, uh, that, that doesn't bother me. I, I don't expect the leadership of the body of Christ to come from the political arena, although uh, one might recognize that much effort has been made by some in the evangelical church to, to make of political leaders the leaders of the church. That's that's just a betrayal of their hidden agendas. But when leaders of the church, when those who have been stood up, whether by their own standing or by others, as leaders of the church, when they blatantly say, put a money uh, amount, uh, a financial figure, ahead of the value of a human being, uh, you, you readily understand that the church has lost its way. Under such leadership, the church cannot align itself with the mindset of God because God positioned man before creation, which is to say creation came about to serve God's purpose for the creation of man- God's purpose as associated with the creation of man. So it's not so much talking about the value of a human life as much as it is the purpose for which God created human life. Human life by itself uh, is not the end of of the issue, human life is about the potential that God has invested in a certain thing, in a certain outcome. What is that certain outcome? And that is that God has established creation and placed man in it so that He could disciple, discipline and train man to be a son of God, to represent God in the earth. It's the whole picture it's not just a slice of it. This is the message with which the Apostle Paul opens the message or the gospel, the, the the letter to the Ephesians. And it goes on to say He, God, chose us in him before the creation of the world. So the second piece I want to talk about, the first is about before, meaning both chronologically, before He established the heavens and the earth, uh, He already determined that the point of doing it was that we, it would serve to produce the sons of God as a location. Secondly, in in respect to another meaning of the word before that God values this the the event of man becoming a son of God more than he values all of creation the third third thing is this it says he chose us it's the word chose God chose us The word refers to the right of God as a divine magistrate to make this selection. So the choice of man is quote, right in the sight of God, which is to say that it was God's intent and His is the final arbiter God is the final arbiter and his, his views are the final statement of what the thing is. It's the race judicata, it's the thing finally settled. So God decided to make man for the purpose of being a son of God, for the purpose of carrying the likeness of God in the earth. This is seminal, meaning this is absolutely foundational. It was, it, clearly it was not man's idea to be made in the image and likeness of God because at the point where God made that decision, He was doing so in contemplation of making man. Man was not yet a life in being. Man did not yet exist. So He didn't have anything to do with the decision. He had no say in the matter, He had no way of influencing the matter, it was purely the benevolence of God. So when in the eye of God, in the, in the mind of God, in the choosing of God, He chose to make us with the intent of adopting us as sons in Christ Jesus, With that said, it doesn't just speak of the value of man to God, but it speaks of the astonishing nature of God's majesty. That the divine God, the eternal God, who is not Himself created, but always is, He decided to put Himself on display in this unique creation. As a consequence, He executed the form of man and filled that form with an endowment of spirit that came out of the person of God and gave that form being with an identity as a son of God and with a purpose that, is, that corresponds to that identity, with a purpose to reveal the divine nature of God in and through this creation. Nothing else in creation rivals this positioning, not angels, not the creation itself, not the physical creation itself, Indeed, the Scriptures are quite plain, they say, God never said to an angel, You are My Son, today I've begotten You. But to the Son, He says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever and righteousness is the scepter of Your kingdom. So in this, we have an understanding of why creation itself was established, which means that the location that hosts the purpose has come about. And in fact, that's why in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, it says God rested. It means that when He had executed the location in which the purpose would come about, all was in place. What does that mean? It means this is what God will continue to bring about in creation year after year after year until the reality that existed in His mind becomes the reality that exists in creation. So that's what 2019 is going to be about it's going to be about the further developing of a people in the earth to carry the character, the image, the likeness, the personhood of God in the earth. And oddly enough, or interestingly enough, the Scriptures say, "...in Him is light," and that light is the lives of men. So when He lives in us, the light and glory of His presence resides within beings that walk around in the earth. What we've been noticing in this frenzied increase of chaos is the fact that the the knowledge of God has been lost. Those charged with the responsibility of representing the Lord have themselves become so thoroughly compromised that they now are indistinguishable from the rest of the darkness around them. Religion has fallen into the abyss. But even as I say that, do not hear me say that the things of God have failed, far from it. For indeed, religion never represented God, it represented itself, hoping to use God as its surety, as its legitimacy. And God has had enough of it. God let the evil in men's hearts ripen to the point where it cannot be denied so that when it's brought into judgment, no one may accuse God of not being long-suffering, or patient or kind, even to the malefactors, even to people who have, so, in such an abhorrent fashion, perverted what He put them in the earth to be and to become. But out of this, God is going to raise up a people In fact, it's not a new thing that God is about to do, but it will be an exponentialized thing that God will do, that God is doing. All along, below the surface, away from the noise and confusion of self-seeking, self-promoting ways, there have been a people quietly seeking God, seeking God to know who He is with the full expectation that knowing Him has an effect of transforming their mindsets from uh, the the fallenness of humankind over these millennia of the development of this anti-God culture. There's always been a remnant of people seeking God as the darkness grows people will no longer those who are seeking god will no longer have hope that he might be found in the darkness so the fall off in church attendance is not a thing to be lamented the self destruction of religion is not a thing to be uh, to be mourned it just means that people know that they can't look to these places and to these entities and to these leaders for direction. But that isn't to say that a vacuum exists. God is now raising up a people complete with leaders who have not been compromised and as they arise, they will be tried, they will be tested, they will be brought forth in excellence of character and God will collect His people around such leaders and God will mature His people through the model of such fathers because they are fathers first and foremost and present them to the world increasingly in a visible way in the year that is ahead. So here and there you'll begin to see a people emerge out of suffering and trials, they will come out reflecting the glory of God's nature. I'll see you next time, bye-bye.